Hey up everybody and welcome to Caffeination 532. This is the 532nd edition in the long line of absolutely awesome episodes of Caffeine Culture and Technology News all rolled up into one little podcast. Yes, this is the Caffeination Podcast. We are having a high-flying time. I am Paul. This is Steve. And we are both ready to give you the absolute best content that we can find out there and even some of the other stuff too. Uh, if you were looking for any comments, feedback, suggestions, or hate mail and you'd like to throw them our general direction, you can please feel free to find and email off to me at paul at caffeination.com if you are so inclined. Or if you want to reach me at steve at caffeination.com. If you are so inclined. Yeah. All right. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. We have things like the Red Ring of Death. Uh, we are going to talk about Venus. Men are apparently from uh, Mars, so we're only talking about the ladies tonight. That's right. It's all about the ladies. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good laugh if that we're going to be talking is. about that. We might have to, that. However, this is also a really good time to say that the Caffeination is a family-friendly and child-safe podcast that you can find lovingly nestled along with all of its other little like-minded friends over at the Tech Podcast Network. That is techpodcasts.com, where everybody has agreed to create child-safe, family-friendly, and educational stuff. I am... Uh, Definitely well caffeinated tonight. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, yeah, I'm I know. trying. I, I'm trying. I'm tired as anything, but 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 I have a lot of coffee in me, and I think it's starting to, to kick in. <laughs> I'm getting that's a little. Not, pun- that's not good at this time. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little punchy. <laughs> so hopefully everybody out there is having a fantastic week. I already told you where you can find us. I already told you what we're going to talk about. So why don't we get down to business? What did you do, Geeky, this week, good sir? Uh, of course, more Gears of War. Uh, you are an addict. I am. I am. You know what? It's I come home from work and then I just play for a couple hours, and uh, I. I think I've leveled up to, what did I tell you, 70, 73 or 70, Yeah, 72, 73, in that area. And, and just like to say that to, to the fine folks out there in the listening world, um, this is kind of like Dungeons & Dragons and everywhere else, that the higher up in levels you get, the exponentially more experience points you need to make it to the next level. So every progressive level that Steve tells us that he actually moves up to means that he is deeper and deeper in the throes of his addiction. That's right. <laughs> So in order to, like, for instance, I know in, like, World of Warcraft, I think it was if you hit level 80, the amount of experience that you would need to go from level 70 to level 80 was greater than the sum total of experience you would have needed to hit level 70. (laughs) And it's something along those lines. Yeah. You are aware that you've spent a significant chunk of your time. Uh, Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. (laughs) I think I spent probably about... A couple days? A couple weeks? I'd say about a full month on Gears of War. Solid? I mean, are we talking like 24-hour periods here? I, I, I think if we're going 24 hours, uh, I think, you know, a whole month. I'd say about three weeks. I think three weeks that, if you're going straight. That is significant. That's, that's a champ. <laughs> that, that is. You're in it to win it at that point. Do you, do you get fun medals? Women flock to you for this? <laughs> They're flocking. Like seagulls. <laughs> All right. So I, on the other hand, started this week with a very bad experience. I started this week with the Red Ring of Death that we talked about on the last episode here at the Caffeination Podcast. That was episode 531, and I think I called that saved game. Well, it turned out to actually be a saved game. Uh, I wrote an article all about it. We're going to talk about it a little bit. But I managed to fix my Xbox for what appears to be $5. Um I am significantly happier today than I was this time last week. I am, like, beyond, like, over the moon. And I threatened my one student worker. I said, you know, if I can get this to work, and there's nothing wrong with the Xbox, 
I'm going to paint that sucker. Because I've spent you know six years staring at a white box because I didn't want to do anything because it was under warranty. And then after it was un- out of warranty, I was like, you know, I don't want to do anything because it's working. And if something's working, you don't take it apart. So I painted some flames on it. And now this is the last time I'm going to use this joke for, for some time. Flames make everything go faster. You know what? I keep saying it. People keep staring at me with the same blank expression. I guess up in my head, it is a lot funnier and a lot more profound. But you know what? I'm willing to go with it. Flames do make everything go faster. So You're absolutely right. <laughs> it is a lot more profound upstairs. Folks. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know that if you were all up in my head right now, you would be rolling. It, it's seriously hysterical up there. I mean, it's 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 like a party and everybody's invited. All right. (laughs) That being said, we're going to move right along. Uh, We're going to rock out, and we're going to talk about the Red Ring of Death actually solved and what exactly had to happen. First of all, there's a lot of guides online, and the thing I would like to tell you is if you happen upon a web page that tells you you need to pay $30, well, first of all, another thing to get out of the way, if your Xbox is under warranty, send it in. It's free, and if they break it, they will get you a new one. Yes. that's, That's... Pretty much all you need to know about that one. I mean, that's that is a a, uh, a no brainer. However, if you are like I was and you have no warranty and your Xbox is out of commission and it has the three red red lights, not the four. The four means that there's a serious hardware actual problem. Three means there's a thermal event and that it's shut down, which means it got too hot. So hot time summer in the Xbox. All right, so anyway, uh, if it has three red rings, it is usually very, very fixable. If it has two red rings, it means that it actually overheated, which is different than it has a thermal event. I'm not entirely sure why, but there's, apparently there's all different kinds of codes that this thing can give out. So, I mean, if I think if it blinks once and tw- you know once red and then twice green and once red again, it means it's actually saying, I love you, and it's become sentient, so we have a problem. Hmm. So, yeah. That could be a problem. It would be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> but, uh, all right, after you find all these guides that are out there, I'm going to actually find one, and if I can't find a really good one, I'm going to buy another Ed- Xbox that's you know pretty much dead on arrival from eBay, and I'm going to fix it for a guide. Because I didn't want to mess around with my box. I didn't want to have like a camera running while it was going. I was like, you know what? I, I could do this whole wonderful guide. I could take a couple pictures. I was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to concentrate. I'm going to actually do this right. But here's the thing. You should also need to make sure you have all the parts available. Because I took it apart and then realized they didn't have the right screws, even though I thought I did. So it took me two days to get the screws. So the Xbox is taken apart, sitting on my desk that we're recording at now. And I'm like terrified that the cat's going to jump up here and knock it off or something. <laughs> So basically, you take the thermal paste off the S, uh, the uh, CPU and GPU, that's the uh, processor, and the uh, graphics card that are both on the motherboard itself after you get the thing open. It's not that hard. It's, I, I thought it was going to be a lot harder to actually get it open, but uh, you, you need specific tools to do certain things. Like you do need um, a sledgehammer. A sledgehammer actually does work. Uh, <laughs> however, you won't have very much left afterwards. You need uh, Torx wrenches, and you need a, a really thin jeweler's screwdriver, and then you should be okay. I, I listed all the parts that I needed, and then I'm actually going to list the part numbers for what I bought at Lowe's that will actually help you replace. Uh, the two uh, metal X clips that they put on the back of the motherboard are partially the problem. First of all, they use cheap thermal paste, which is goes in between the heat sink, which is the metal thing that you see on the top there, and then the actual processor itself. Right. Since they use cheap stuff, uh, it kind of dries out and it gets really gummy and it's way too thick. 
So the thinner it is, the better. It's just supposed to sit in between the block and the actual uh, process. You're supposed to conduct heat, not help to insulate. Right. So the problem with the way that they had the thing mounted on the motherboard is that this giant metal clip is sitting behind it, and it got hot. And it would retain heat longer than the rest of the stuff because there was nothing cooling it off. So the the first trick they tell you to do is actually replace the thermal paste, and then you can put it back together, and it'll, it'll be all right. But if you want a longer-term fix, what they say is to actually recl- replace the X-clamps that are on the back of the motherboard with normal screws, like machine screws that I bought at Lowe's and nylon washers. So I did that, fired it up, it's like, boom, it, it just works. I was like, that is unbelievable for $5 and, and just a little bit of uh, know-how. And, you know, I, I used a little bit of WD-40 to clean the stuff off there. And, and I, trust me, I went through everything you could possibly use to get this uh, thermal based off. It was caked on. And uh, But there's a lot of really good guides out there, but you don't have to pay for the guides. They They have this guy who's selling like a $30 kit where all it is is a PDF explaining how to do it. And there's so many other people out there that know how to do it and are willing to tell you and help you out for free. Because, right. you know, we're, we're all in this together. But, you know. but then again, if you're under warranty, just it's send it, it in. in. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I did my little detailing. I got the flame jobs on there. The only thing is I don't really like the way the cover, the faceplate looks. The, uh, the white didn't work out correctly. It was supposed to look like a little flame, and it doesn't. Uh, I also put the, the beginnings of the Caffeination logo up there. But uh, if you if you look at it, it also kind of looks like the combustible lemon. So I, I, I thought that that was pretty cool. So I just kind of left it there. And then I actually had somebody say, "Well, how did you do that?" So like, I don't know. I freehanded the uh, the stencil and then uh, you know just cut it out with scissors and just went at it. And he says that I I never would have thought to know how to do that. So I think it looks pretty good. It, it looks pretty uh, really nice. So I'm willing to 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 bling out your Xbox if it ever gets there. <laughs> then you know, we'll put something awesome on there. We'll find like some bananas for monkeys. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find some metal bananas. Put some rivets in the side. All right, that about that's about enough on that little fun topic. But if anybody out there actually needs help or needs guidance or something like that, please please feel free to email me at caffeination at gmail dot com. I'll gladly get back to you and try and guide you to the direct the correct direction on how to fix it. I'm done. You're done. Clink. All right, let drop me the, uh, drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> let me pick that up for you. All right, and uh, we're going to move along with. Uh, I believe it is today that is the anniversary of uh, the drive-in. The Google Doodle. Yeah, the <laughs> the Google Doodle. And uh, it, uh, what happened? See, that's how tired I am. I, I can't get the words out right. 75 years. Yeah, 75 years of uh, the drive-in movie theater, which there are very few left. Um, I, for, uh, there, I think there's less than 15. Really, in the entire country? And we I, actually and, have one near yeah, us? Yeah, we actually have one near us. I can't exactly know at this second. I know it's... Within an hour drive of our location here in Philadelphia, that's right. And uh, the begin the the first drive-in movie theater actually was uh, right across the Delaware River in uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. So I wonder if it's the one where they have the uh, flea market there now, the Tacony Palmyra flea market, because that that had a giant screen there for years. I don't know, but I mean, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out down yeah, the road. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But I mean, that's really cool. So uh, I, I I've you've never been to the drive-in. No, never. Uh, I've the last time I was to the drive-in, uh, I was like five or six, and it was my aunt took me to for my birthday, like well before my birthday. My aunt Terry actually took me to see the Black Cauldron at a drive-in movie theater. Mm-hmm. So it was like the coolest thing. So I remember that it was it was very very cool. 
let's just see. But still, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was actually had to be my uh, fifth birthday, yeah, because it came out in the middle of the summer. I do remember that in 1985, so I was five years old. Wow. So, yeah, wow. Why do I remember that? <laughs> All right, so that's just pretty cool. I, yeah. I, I like that idea. I wonder if they're actually going to start getting back to some of those kind of things, more the the group events that are out there. So, But, I mean, somebody always messes something up. Uh, don't they always? All right. Google is also kind of advertising that we're running out of room in the Internet, so you need to move over, make some room, You know, maybe shut your iPhone off every once in a while. Uh, the fine folks over there are trying to explain to people what the difference between IPv6 and IPv4. Uh, basically, every time your your computer connects to the Internet right now, it has a fun little thing we've talked about before called the IP address. It's basically a telephone number that goes directly right to your computer. So, for instance, if you want to get to www.temple.edu, it is 155-247-16660. That is the IP address of www.temple.edu. Uh, if you are looking for www.yahoo.com, I mean, or www.caffeination.com, or any of these other things, they all have set and fixed IP addresses. And every other um, gadget or whatever that gets online needs to have an IP address, whether or not it keeps the same one every time it goes on, which is considered a static IP address, or whether or not it's dynamically assigned, which is what DHCP stands for, if you've ever seen that on any of the different settings. The problem with it is the way that they're currently working. Um, they're broken up into four sets of 255 numbers, which means that there is a maximum, a sum total, of 4,300,000,000 unique IP addresses that are out there, which seems like a huge number. But the problem is that there's a, 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 a bottleneck because there are almost that many devices online right now. So you have to think. I mean, that means that every website that's out there, every computer that's ever hooked up, and all these other little things, there's 6 billion people on the planet, and if everybody had a phone, we wouldn't have enough uh, IP addresses to go around. So okay. what they're considering doing is changing the way the backbone of the Internet works and moving over to this thing called IPv6. So rather than having the four sets of 255 uh, digits, it would be six sets. And rather than having 4,300,000,000, you would have 34, 340 followed by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 sets of zeros. So that is... 36 zeros, 340 times, uh, but with 36 zeros. I don't even know what it is up that high. That's like a quadrillion. It's like it's some a zillion. Yeah, no, I don't even know what <laughs> that is. But I mean, it's 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 a lot. Yeah. So there's not that many people, even by a long shot. So you can find all the information over at Google.com/slash/international/english. IPv6, and they have like fun little videos that explains everything, but that's what people are going to be talking about. So we wanted to just kind of push it out there and make mention of it. Kind of like we also wanted to make mention of the fact that Ray Bradbury actually passed away today, and he's one of you know the uh, he, he is an incredibly influential sci-fi author. And whether or not you've read his books, you've been you've read things or have been influenced by things that he had you know people that he has influenced. So. It's a uh, you know if you haven't read Fahrenheit 451, which is actually the the uh, temperature at which paper burns, or you hadn't read The Martian Chronicles or played the games or anything like that, then yeah, you know, it's one of those things where. What was that? 
Okay. All right, it's one of those things that you kind of had to, uh, you, you just understand. So the man passed away today. Everybody's very sad. Uh, that kind of just came across because I saw something else in one of the ads. All right, next thing moving right along. What do we got here? Uh, we're talking about the transit of Venus that uh, just recently happened. And uh, if you don't know what a transit is, it's when, um, you know, a planet or some, as I said, heavily body crosses between the Earth and the Sun. And... Uh, so Venus made its travel between uh, us and the sun, and uh, unfortunately I didn't get to see it. Uh, nobody in Philadelphia did because it was nice and cloudy. We were at T-Ball, and it was cloudy and nasty, and I was frustrated. <laughs> well, see, that's why I didn't see it then. See, I, see? I, 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 was, I was throwing a supernova of a fit. <laughs> After, T-Ball was a bad situation this week. Pretty good space supernova. Yeah, that's, that's... see, I, I I was gonna say I was spacing out, but you know, that, nah, yeah. that wouldn't have worked. I, I was I was I was I was I was, I was hot to trot, so I, I would have been much more of like a blue, blue giant. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, the next time we uh, will actually uh, be able to see uh, the next uh, transit is twenty one seventeen. So I will be one hundred and thirty seven. So we have to wait one hundred and five years. I'm willing to do it. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty healthy. All right. Drink more coffee because apparently there's some <laughs> studies out there floating around that says the court more coffee you drink, the longer you'll live as long as you don't smoke. And I don't smoke. I don't smoke. So there I we don't go. Drink coffee. You need to drink more coffee, <laughs> at least five cups a day. But we'll get to get to mega dosing on caffeine in a little bit. That's right. But in case you happen to miss the transit like us fine schlubs here in Philadelphia, then you can head on over to theatlantic.com because they have a huge gallery of all these awesome pictures. I mean, some of my favorite are they uh, like uh, uh, one of there's one from uh, India. They also have uh, different pictures of people actually. In, uh, enjoying the transit, transit and seeing it. it, it was visible all over the world, and it's really kind of crazy to see this tiny little dot, which is, which is an entire other planet that is just slightly smaller than the Earth, actually travel across the sun. And uh, NASA actually released a video where you can actually watch it. I mean, Steve and I watched it a little bit earlier, and it's uh, it, it, you know it's through one of the filters, so the sun looks all kinds of crazy and cool, but it's still really really neat. Kind of gives you a little bit of perspective. It's like, wow, we are really tiny. <laughs> yeah. And that is really far away. <laughs> so it was really cool. So I wanted to, we wanted to share it with the group. All right. The money wrap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's talking about this. It looks like a moleskin. It looks like one of those uh, books that I carry around for sketching. Right. And they're saying that this is the best thing that you can possibly have. Uh, it, it, it's smaller. It's thinner than your wallet. And it's such a good idea. I was like, you know what? I might consider it. Um it's a little sheet of uh, leather with a with a what you said looks like a hair tie attached to it. Exactly. And it basically you, you fold your money and your bills in there, and because it's all tied together, it's it's nice and easy, and uh, it looks like it works. Looks convenient. Yeah, it does. It actually looks very nice. I mean, when you see how much they actually empty out of this wallet, I mean that's a that's a pretty big wallet, and then they. Uh, you know, they pull all this stuff out of it, and it's really tiny. It's smaller than a phone. It looks really nice and really good. Um, but the the thing is, when you actually get down to it and all the stuff that it can hold, um, it's $438 for a piece of leather with a hair tie on it. And while I'm all about the, the, uh, the high fashion look and stuff like that, it, this is that's ridiculous. Four hundred and thirty-eight dollars. I'm sorry if I'm going to send spend money on uh, a wallet. I'm going to buy one of those. Uh, they have a really cool steel fiber wallet at ThinkGeek. It's made yeah. entirely out of like woven far- carbon fibers and stuff. That that that'd be the geek kind of wallet I get. You could probably go to your like local AC Moore 
and, yeah. and get all the uh, stuff for this. Five dollar. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a five dollar. You want that? I give you a five dollar. And you know, I, I'm shocked that it, it costs so much for so little. I mean, it I, it's like it's like a leather tissue, and and a uh, and a hair tie yeah. with a button on the inside. Five dollar. You come down the corner, we give you that for five dollar. All right, moving right along. Moving right along, keeping our uh, mood going with the Avengers that came out uh, not too long ago is the. You still need to see it. Yeah, I know. Is the uh, Iron Iron Man? Iron Man. Iron. <laughs> yeah. Man. However you want to put it. I have no. We have no information about this. Other than somebody's signature at the bottom, it was floating around on Tumblr and Pinterest and a couple other things. It's awesome. It's. Yeah, so so I I think it'd be really cool if they had all the different Avengers as appliances. Yeah, I think so. I I would like to see the Hulk as like a, a blender. Yeah, <laughs> Hulk puree. Yeah, <laughs> Hulk chop. <laughs> Fricassee. Well, maybe the Hulk would be a waffle iron to that a forming grill, or maybe Hawkeye uh, waffle. Hawkeye waffles? I don't know about that. No, Hawkeye would be Hawkeye would be something like a fondue because you have to skewer the things to stick them in yeah, there. There you go. <laughs> Black Widow would have something to do with chocolate. <laughs> yeah, a fine piece of chocolate. All right, moving right along. Sticking within the uh, the comic book vein, we got Reebok X Marvel. It's a fun little collaboration uh, designed by artist Anthony Petrie, and this is a set. Uh, it's the first. V- um, round that they're actually doing these but it's a set of sneakers that are all based on Marvel superheroes so they have everything from Captain America uh, well sp- superheroes and supervillains Marvel personalities shall we say uh, Captain America looks really really good it's a red white and blue shoe with a, a little tag on it that's the actual shield it's pretty cool also the inserts on the inside of each of the sneakers have an image that when you, if you were to take both of the inserts out, would actually you know kind of match up. Yeah, um, they have Captain America, the Black Widow, Wolverine, Sabretooth, Spider Man, which looks really horrible. Wolverine and Spider Man really need to go back to the yeah, they're probably board. the worst of them all. Uh, Venom, uh, Deadpool. What's this one? I, I keep forgetting. Is that uh, it's not Cable? It's uh, uh, I, I don't even remember. Yeah. Then there's a uh, Black Widow and Emma Frost. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of the Sabretooth ones. They look re- exactly like them. I made a joke in the uh, in the blog post said, you know, well, I don't understand why they don't have light-up ones that are for Thor. God of Thunder, boom. <laughs> uh, except, you know, if they were based on Mjolnir, then no one would actually be able to pick them up except Thor. True. Which would actually be kind of cool. It's like, you know, you are not worthy for my sneakers. All right, moving right along. Another bad joke out, out of the way. Yeah, is the... Uh Pirate Bay gift card, uh, which a a uh, user uh, on Reddit found at his uh, local supermarket, supermarket, and all it costs nothing. <laughs> They're just little cardboard <laughs> things that they hung along with the uh, iTunes gift cards. It says uh, the Pirate Bay zero dollars. I wish they could have gotten uh, in a little closer because I can't tell what the text actually says on there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, we also have that. Um, uh, Steve was pointing to me another one of the superhero things that actually came out there is they actually released the first openly gay major character within the um, within the DC universe. Right. I, I know that they had other gay characters, but it's not the Green Lantern that you think of. It's not Hal Jordan. Right. It's Alex Scott, I think. 
I can't remember the guy's name right off the top of my head. It's, it's the original Green Lantern that I honestly couldn't remember. Uh, and they said it's actually not that big of a deal. Um, they were saying that it's more like it's just he's a superhero who happens to be gay, which is kind of how I would want them to portray right. that as opposed to making it, it kind of like a, all about that. Yeah. So they, uh, it is Alan Scott. and Alan uh, Scott. Right. And what was funny about this was I forget who they said. They said it was uh, one uh, – they never really mentioned it. I don't know if they were saying I don't I don't think it was Superman. It was somebody that was actually like bigger than uh like the Green Lantern. Big, Green Lantern is big, but like you're like I was thinking either Superman, which you know, of course couldn't be because of Lois Lane and Batman. uh eh, not Batman, you know. But um I honestly thought that they could have done Batman. Uh, you know what? I I was I mean, there's, there's a plenty there's plenty of alternate universes. And everybody else everybody was thinking it was Robin. <laughs> Well, why not? You know? <laughs> I, I don't know, but Robin turned into Nightwing, and I got to tell you, Nightwing is like he's pretty he's pretty on point. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little shocked to hear Green Lantern, but you know, hey, hey, I, I think it's really cool. I yeah, mean, I, I love the fact that comics are inclusive, and I love the fact that they kind of they take everybody that's anywhere in them, and they actually make them, uh, you know, as, as real people, and right. you kind of have to experience things through their eyes. So, if you're not into that and you don't want to deal with that, then you just read a different book. That's, that's all. Don't read it. Yeah. Um, also, another cool thing in, in video games that actually just came out is uh, some of the artwork came out for Assassin's Creed, a, yes. a different one where there's a female main character yes. in New Orleans. She's um, she's part Cajun, part something else, and the, they said the best part about this girl is not the fact that she's a mixed race, uh, 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 a character which which has been done before. I think uh, if you actually look at uh, Mass Effect, Shepard is actually mixed race. If you before you change his uh, appearance or whatever, um, but they said the best part about this character is that her armor is actual armor. It's not, and it's actually like a a honest-to-goodness costume. It's not the stereotypical female costume that they usually put things on. It's like, let's put them in a metal bra and a skirt, yeah. and they're going to go out and fight bad guys. No, no, no. <laughs> the bad guys are going to see the midriff and go, ah, that's where I'm putting my sword. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, she's dressed up in the full, like, Altair, uh, you know, Assassin's regalia, and she looks on point. Yeah, I mean, she, you know what? Yeah, That's wicked. And to to use a Ray Bradbury quote, something wicked this way comes. <laughs> but I mean that that that's just that's really cool. So I can't wait to see him play that game. Oh yeah, and you know what? I I love the fact that they are actually using you know armor because whenever, of course, you know, I've played games all my life, and when you think of somebody, you know, a female, you know, who's doing this kind of work, you know, like fighting and everything like that, you think like Lara Croft. Yeah. You know, and this has nowhere near Lara Croft. It's all armor. She's completely covered. It's, it's actually pretty neat. They're actually just treating her like a person as right. opposed to treating her like an object, which is really cool. I can't wait to see exactly what they do. They also say that New Orleans in its entirety is going to be playable without a single loading screen. Oh, that's nice. And you're going to be able to pickpocket everybody in the game. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That right there is my day. It's yeah. like, you know, okay, and pickpocket you, pickpocket you. You know what? We're going to go by the church. Pickpocket the cardinal, pickpocket the cardinal, pickpocket the cardinal. Wait a minute. What's this list? All right, there we go. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Yeah. It's keep it in the kind of video game vibe, even though we got a lot of, off the uh, – we're going to have to go back and add those links into the uh, the Green Lantern and the um, – The female uh, assassin. The Assassin's Creed, because those are both really fun stories. Yeah. Uh, you, you really need to dig a little bit deeper on them because there's some pretty awesome stuff there. Uh, but Minesweeper, scratch-off postcard or waste of money? 
Uh, I hated Minesweeper. I never liked it. It's too much like Sudoku. Did you like it? You know what? I, I think I, I enjoyed playing it for about five seconds, and then I was like, you know what? I, I Click I on the buttons yeah. until something blows yeah, up. Yeah, until something blows up, and then it's that's it. One of my uncles took great pride in beating Minesweeper every time he played it, my Uncle Ed. And it was just like, I, I, I don't remember even how the story came up. He's like, oh, yeah. And he, like, explained how you went through. I was like, oh, is that what those numbers were? I never read the, <laughs> never read the explanation. And after that, I tried to beat it. And I think I beat it once. But it's, it's I don't I don't know. It, it took so much concentration and so much, there was so little reward. All you get this goofy little happy face. It's like, no, no, no. No, I, I want know. something. I, you got to give me something here. That's just not. But I mean, you know, that's that's a good thing to do if you know somebody who happen to really like Minesweeper. Uh, you can always buy them a postcard and send it to them. So they have two: they have easy and they have hard. And uh, the only problem is, if you hit a bomb, you're pretty much done. You wasted your postcard. Yeah. So I like the fact that it's a scratch off, though. I don't like the fact that it's two dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? It, it, it's it's specifically designed. I mean, that, that it, whatever. Yeah. All right, moving right along. The uh, next last thing that we got here in the Caffeination uh, Geek Cruft section is what is what is this one? This is Star Wars Origami. All right, <laughs> we got to bring this story into the fold. Ah, here, here we go with the yeah. pun. Well, I, I, see, this is a little bit of a cheated thing because I actually thought the pun up while I was reading it, and yeah, you know, said where there's a, there's a crease pun in there, but I also said that it's a sheet storm because. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was a stretch. Mm. So uh, it, it's really cool. The, there's a guy, Star Star Wargami, uh, Matt Martin Hunt over on Flickr, not only posts his creations, uh, Star Wars-inspired origami, uh, but actually posts the pages for how you do it. I mean, everything. I mean, these are the actual printable guides on how to do it. These, these are unbelievable. And uh, I only put a couple sam- a sampling of some of them up that are up there. Uh, the TIE Fighter is actually an entire squadron of them. So from the one sheet of paper, you get a whole bunch of tiny little ones. Uh, they have the R2-D2. They have, uh, yeah, it's right there. They have the Millennium Falcon, which actually looks pretty good. Uh, and this this one's on the display in, like, a, 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 a display in London right now, the Millennium Falcon. Wow. So that's pretty cool. So, I mean, origami's kind of an interesting little neat thing, but this thing, uh, he also has guides on how to fold and everything else like that. So there's a whole bunch of really interesting little uh, things that are out there. So if you're into origami and you like Star Wars, it might be a good thing to check out. And the last little uh, thing we got for you here is uh, what not to do for an Internet prank. If there are uh, incidents of uh, people acting sort of like zombies, like we talked about on the last show, you do not dress up like a zombie and chase random people through the neighborhoods in the same city where the guy actually (laughs) did that. Because there's this lovely gentleman who decided this would be a wonderful way to spend his holiday. And uh, he chased people around. I mean, like, when, you, when you're looking at some of these people, like, running after him, like, he's, like, all dressed up. And, it's, like, some of these people actually, like, start booking off. And he's, like, running and chasing them down. And uh, sometimes it's like, okay, what is this? And, like, he, he takes off running, like, down the street. And the people are just, like, after him. Uh, there's another thing at, like, two minutes where people, like, start to get really, really upset. And, uh, like, he chases a whole bunch of people onto a basketball court. He's chasing moms and daughters across the uh, the street. And then if you look at 2 o'clock, one of the guys actually stops to turn around and uh, points a gun at him right there. Uh, pointed a gun at him uh, sideways. 
Yeah, so uh, that that's the kind of thing that you might not really want to do. So Miami, and you think it's really funny to play a zombie right now? Maybe not so much. Just putting it out there. <laughs> wow. <All right. laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like when he chases the basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, you should check it out, but at the same point in time, that <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. We, we could laugh at it, but we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that about wraps it up for the Geekcraft section here at the Caffeination Podcast. Now we're going to move on to Steve's world. From the shores of Hyrule, with his ocarina in his hand, he's a bad, bad man. Take one of these, it's dangerous out there. It's Steve's world. And here we go, another week and another round of Steve's world. Uh, Steve's world! <clears throat> this, this week, uh, we're gonna with the fun facts, we're going to do... Uh, Back to the Future, and the only reason I'm doing Back to the Future is because uh, I recently watched uh, Tom Wilson, who, if you don't know who he is, he was the guy who played Biff, and uh, he is now a stand-up comedian, which actually, he's pretty funny, so uh, after seeing that, I was like, okay, you know, that seems like a good thing for the weekend, uh, so let me drop some... uh, You gotta drop... Hold, hold on to your umbrella, because it's raining cold hard facts up in here. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with uh, the ingredients of Doc's wake-up juice, mm. which is Tabasco sauce, cayenne pepper, chili peppers, onion, and mustard seed. See, I'm wondering if that's diluted in water or if it's just a glass full of of uh, stuff. I, mean, I need to see a picture of it to see the actual volume that we're talking about here. We'll have to look for it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we're going to uh, move on to the fact that uh, Christopher Lloyd was actually not the first choice to play Doc Brown. It was John, <laughs> it was John Lithgow, which I, which I was shocked with as much as you were. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw him play the, the goofball on... Um, Third Rock from the, the Sun. Yeah, thank you. But, uh, <laughs> but before that, he really didn't do too much in the, the crazy comedy realm. I mean, he did Harry and the Hendersons, but I mean, that's... Yeah. That's, not really the same kind of kind of chops as Doc Brown would take. It's the Libyans. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. uh, well, uh, the ne- next one, which uh, ne- neither of us knew, was Doc's middle name. It's actually I'm, w- I'm probably going to say this wrong. Lathrop. Lathrop. Which I, I have not yet find why it's what. Lathrop. It has to be. It has to be an anagram or something or something like that. It probably is. And then uh, <coughs> we're going <laughs> to, as, as you're looking it up. Yeah, I am. And uh, trying to find the last one that I saw. Oh, okay. Uh, I think a lot of people actually knew this, but some people don't. The Originally, the time machine was not a DeLorean. It was a refrigerator. But the director worried kids would accidentally lock themselves in refrigerators after seeing the movie. A refrigerator? <laughs> Okay, so you know what? Then it wouldn't have been that bad to see Indiana Jones put himself inside one to survive a nuclear attack. Yeah, because that was pretty bad. But uh, you know, they, you know, of course, you got small facts being thrown around. Of course, uh, the executive uh, executive Cindy uh, Scheinberg wanted to change the title of the film to Spaceman from Pluto, which I just, I, I don't get it at all. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what was her name, Cindy? Sydney. Sydney. Sydney, bad idea, Sydney. Yeah. That's why you don't have a job at that film anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, other than that, that's that's it for the facts of the week. 
And uh, we're going to move on to what's coming out this Tuesday, June 12th. It is uh, Lollipop Chainsaw, <laughs> which uh, I wrote a story about, had it been months ago, I forget. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like two months ago. It's Yeah, it, it, it's such a cool looking game. And it is like complete nutter fan service. It's uh, like a Lolita style cheerleader jumping around, slicing off zombies' head with a giant chainsaw. Yeah. And she has her boyfriend's head floating on a belt behind her. Yeah. It's just one of those games you have to say, okay, it's Japanese, let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Japanese. Oh, yeah, it is. And uh, you were actually saying that uh, people started dressing up uh, the character and being thrown yeah. out. Yeah, the, somebody got kicked out of either Comic-Con or E3. Um, you know, Wizard World was uh, in Philadelphia this year. Yes. And neither of us went. My friend Dave and I didn't go. Nobody I know, oh, sorry, one person I know went. Uh, they had an unbelievable time. Um, yeah, I needed to know about it, and I did know about it. I just didn't have the fundage available to be able to go and enjoy myself thoroughly. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna gonna hold off. I'll be able to go <laughs> another time in my life. But yeah, uh, the uh, girl who was uh, cosplaying Lollipop Chainsaw actually got kicked out of uh, Comic Con because the skirt was too short on her cheerleader costume. <laughs> so the, the, is, the terrorists have won. Yeah, they had to have. <laughs> All right, and then the last little thing we and got. The last little thing we have uh, with Seas World is the fact that um, all this week is uh, E3. Cool. So uh, they have a bunch of stuff that's actually come out. Some of it are, is actually really neat, and some of it is, uh, you know, touching borders here. <laughs> so, so where are you going with on the Wii U or the U Wii or whatever it's called? Uh, How are uh, you feeling? Not yet? Uh, not yet. I, uh, it's too early to tell. Okay. I mean, I, I do believe they uh, revamped the uh, the Wii controller to actually be a controller instead of the stick. Yeah. They now have an, a, con- a controller, which I'm actually happy to see. Yeah. Because, you know, there's only so much you could do with, you know, a wand. Right. I mean, I, I like that. I also thought that the motion, other than the, um, the first-person titles that Nintendo had, the motion controls were really poorly used in almost every other video game that, yeah. that was put out. It was... I and mean, even some of the first-person games. I hated Mario Galaxy. It's probably one of the only Mario games that I ever stopped playing out of disgust. I was like, you know, I know people who get vertigo from you know things that move too quick, but this was just ridiculous. I mean, with the amount of times you got thrown upside down and everything, and it was really easy. It's like I probably could have beaten it with no problem. It's just it didn't seem to have any kind of level of difficulty or anything. So it was just it was boring, and it was kind of irritating more than anything else. That's why I'm really kind of happy about some of the stuff like the the Super Mario Brothers stuff coming yeah, out. Yeah, especially the uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, which was uh, which is what I wanted to uh, bring up is uh, for the 3DS, uh, they have Super Mario 2, which, which looked pretty cool was the fact that it, they're going with gold. Uh, and what I mean is they have all different things that will uh, turn into gold coins. That, that's so cool. I love the uh, the uh, levels that actually had like the P boxes and stuff yeah. like that. So seems like they all, there was also a uh, one of the power ups, wasn't it? Like he turned into Fire Mario, but he shot something that turned the bricks into gold. Yeah, he was like Gold Mario or something oh like God, that. That looks so cool. <laughs> that, I mean, every once in a while they have a really brilliant idea, and you're like, "Wow, Nintendo still has it." And then you play the other games, you're like, "Wow, Nintendo really doesn't know what the hell they're doing." <laughs> and th- this will probably be their biggest thing. And then next year they'll bring up something, and you'll be like, "What happened?" Yeah, it's like, really? Seriously? All right. All right, and... Uh, that's, that's it for Steve's World. Oh, and uh, by the way, uh, 
make sure to stop by geekgamers.tv uh check out our uh, friends uh Chase uh, our friend Chase who is actually one of the podcasters at the event Yep, uh, he's uh, works with the uh, Tech Podcast Network. Uh, he's has a whole team over there. They're actually broadcasting live. Uh, I think they might actually be finished. I'm not sure, uh, but they're they're doing a whole bunch of different shows. So you can head on over there and check their video rundowns of everything out. We just want to make sure we uh, shared the love along with the other TPN folks that are doing things. So thanks, Chase, to uh, sending out the information about that. And uh, that about wraps it up for that Steve's world. Huh? For Steve's world. Well, I'm sorry. You sh- you should be doing that. <laughs> That wraps it up for Steve's world. All right. I think that wraps it up for Steve's world. All right. We've got food and caffeinated bits. Then we're going to head you out on your way. What we have here is more of a promise of things to come. See, I've been playing around in the kitchen a lot of, with a lot of stuff. I've, I've been tinkering around. I haven't really done a lot of good recipes in the caffeination lately. So I've been playing around with my own version of a dairy-free sorbet slash granita. The only difference between a sorbet and a granita is the fact that a sorbet is really kind of nice and smoothie, and the granita is really kind of icy. And since I don't have an ice cream maker, any sorbet that I make, turns out more like a granita so right um so you have to use the uh the ice cream scoop we have a nice sharp one you can drive drive it out there since i'm uh staying away from dairy for uh, health purposes uh, i i i bought uh sherbet and i was like okay yeah so sherbet <laughs> and uh had it had it in the fridge opened it up and i was like yeah my stomach really doesn't feel that that good after it and, you know this is supposed to be dairy free isn't it no it isn't apparently one of the first ingredients on there is milk I was like, that, that, that's absolutely wonderful. So uh, I guess that's why it's creamy. So I went and was like, okay, it can't be that hard to make your own. I got strawberries growing in the backyard. So for the past three weeks now, I've been rocking out with my own strawberry sorbet from the backyard. And it's it's kind of really cool. Uh, I bought some lemons last week. I actually made lemon strawberry lemonade um, sorbet. And the funny thing is it tastes nothing like lemons and it tastes nothing like strawberries. It tastes like pink grapefruit with sugar on top. Wow. So I, w- I was like, all right, I need to nail down the recipe for what I did, not just you know put a little bit of that and a little bit of this in there, and then I'll be able to share it with the rest of the group. So I'm a real big fan of the le- of the uh, strawberry lemonade one, and I'm uh, also a pretty good fan of the uh, the strawberries one, just like straight out strawberries because it's just really sweet and tasty. but. <laughs> But those uh, recipes are coming, and then lo and behold, over at our fine friends at INeedCoffee.com, they have a lovely recipe for a coffee granita. It's a granita cream recipe, so of course they're using a a lovely recipe that has some coffee and milk in it. So I won't be doing that one, but I'm still kind of interested in the uh, the way that they actually have it, and it looks pretty good as a final... Final product there. Uh, what I'm more interested in doing is using less coffee syrups and stuff like that. I'm trying to go a little bit more natural with uh, some of the stuff that I'm making. So um, we're going to be trying honey on the next batch, which I've actually heard for less product, you get more sweet. Hmm. So I'm going to try that. And I'm not doing any kind of like, you know, uh, sorbitol or what any of those other, uh, you know, equal Splenda uh, sweet and lows or anything like that. We're just trying to do a normal. Either it's either going to be sugar, a little bit of sugar, uh, yeah, because most of the veg, uh, most of the stuff when you grind it up, it kind of gets a little bit better. Right. So uh, I had to put about a half cup of sugar in, um, six cups of fluid. So <laughs> that's not too much. No. So, but it it, it worked out re- relatively <laughs> good. So I'm kind of interested to see the uh, coffee granita. I might actually do one of those uh, myself without just you know just doing a straight up coffee, you know, really strong French press coffee and uh, sugar to see if I can actually make it work out right. 
Uh, we also have some other recipes and things like that. I'm doing uh, veggies and quinoa and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. However, we do have a fun little video that uh, is up here next. It's, uh, what is this one? This is uh, from 8 o'clock uh, coffee. And uh, what they do is actually, uh, this is something uh, to do with Jim uh, Brewer, uh, you know, funny comedian. And uh, the, one of the hot dog champion, uh, the hot dog eating champions, uh, Kobayashi. And uh, the backstory is because what's funny about uh, the whole premise of this video is uh, Jim Brewer was on uh, WMMR uh, here in Philadelphia uh, yesterday. And he was actually talking about the fact that 8 O'Clock Coffee called him personally and said, we want you and your, you know, filming company to do a whole thing, you know, with Kobe, you know, team up with Kobayashi and, you know, do a commercial. And did the commercial. If you watch the video, Kobayashi actually drinks a, a, a lot of coffee. Uh, Jim Brewer tell, uh, told him, you know, you, you swirl it around. You know, it's like wine tasting. You, you swirl it around, you spit it out. Kobayashi says, no, drink it. <laughs> and going into it, he Kobayashi just keeps on drinking all the coffee. And uh, in the end, he drinks 42 cups of coffee, you know, here, here and there, you know. And uh, what I liked most was the fact that um, Jim Brewer was saying that he did not want to edit anything. He said the the reaction the the real reactions of what was going on was more hilarious than anything else. So <laughs> it's just a fact. It's a funny video. You know, Jim Brewer always has you know hilarious reactions to things. So you know, definitely check this out. It's very funny. I I, I like it. I'm not sure if it changes my opinion of eight o'clock coffee. I never had a bad opinion of them. They have their place in life. It's just I I never thought of them as as a brand that would hire people like this. So it's kind of interesting <laughs> to see them doing that. But uh, yeah, I actually think the Kobayashi and Jim Brewer thing really worked out. Yeah, I, I you know what I think if they they did another product, I think I'd laugh. I'd I'd, I'd love it. Well, see, here's the thing, it hasn't yet gone viral because there's only like nine hundred ninety seven thousand, and for like a major brand to only have ninety seven thousand views on something, it's right. like okay, it's it's popular, but it's not fantastically popular. What they need to do is they need to have other videos that come out. Yeah. Uh, along the same lines, either have two other crazy stars that you would never imagine together uh, doing something insane with. Yeah, let's have uh, Michael Phelps swim through an entire pool of coffee. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That, that so good, good catch. Uh, next thing we have up here is frozen Japanese beer foam promises ice cold beer all throughout the summer. There's a, a Japanese beer maker called Kernan uh, or Kirin. And uh, what they have is they have a problem, which is basically frozen uh, beer gets too warm too quickly. I, I personally just drink my beer. It seems to solve that problem. And then it gets up to a nice steamy 98.6 on the insides. <laughs> but uh, if, before you're drinking it, some people like to sit there and I guess admire their beer before it's actually drank. So they, they actually have a proprietary method for freezing fro foam on top of the beer so that it can keep the entire thing uh, colder for 30 minutes. I, I don't know how it's made. I don't know what exactly is happening. I just think it's pretty cool. So I, I need to know exactly what the foam is made from before it would actually do it, you know? Yeah. But, so I, I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. All right, next thing we got up here? Uh, we have the giant fist koozie. Uh, I guess it's also known as the Beast. <laughs> and all this is is just, it looks like, you know, one of those Hulk fists. And uh, it's to hold your beer. 
<laughs> I, I like that. I think we both know a couple of people who could use those. Now, oh, yeah. What they need to do is they may need to make a left and a right, and then that way you get double fist it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would work. All right. Uh, then finally, uh, my my favorite. We we've already talked about them before. The Steins of Science. I love them. So you have the uh, you're either the beast or you need to to drink with science. These things are so good and uh, keeping things cold that you can put liquid nitrogen into a Stein of Science, leave it on the countertop for a half hour, and it wouldn't evaporate at all. So I mean, they're 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 really made with literally the most sciencey stuff on the planet. And then finally, we have uh, the Black Blood of the Earth, which is the super concentrated coffee serum that is uh, developed by the fine people over at Funrarium Labs and uh, it is $55 for a liter of this stuff and uh, yeah I need to get $55 because I really want to try it out but apparently you use like a cap full into a cup of coffee like but not into a cup of coffee you put a cap full in a cup and then you fill the rest of it up with water and it's like the smoothest coffee you've ever had so it's really, really tiny uh, amounts. And when you see the stuff that they use to make it, like this is like hardcore chemistry stuff. Like you're sitting there yeah. going, like <laughs> the people who made this are seriously deranged. And it actually broke all of the spectrometers they have, so they have no clue how much caffeine is in it. Wow. So you're not supposed to just drink it straight. Hmm. Maybe we should get Kobayashi on that one. There you go. <laughs> All right, and then that about wraps up for the food and caffeinated bits. And before we uh, bottom out on this uh, time limit on the episode here, uh, we would like to leave you with your final thought. Have you ever loved something so much that you can only turn it into a helicopter after it dies? Yeah, apparently there's a wonderful artist, a Dutch artist, named Bart Janssen, and uh, his idea was after his lovely pet cat Orville passed away, he had him taxidermied into a uh, bear spread eagle like bear rug style uh uh place and then he put two rungs under him then he put four motors on orville and now orville can fly up with the birds there's a huge outreach uh, out by a backlash against this people are flipping out like why would you do this to your poor cat you know of course you killed your cat and it's like you're a murderer it's like no 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 the cat died and then he turned it into something um i think it's more than a little freaky i would probably be a little scared if i saw a cat flying by yeah, and what's even better is he's not done. I know. He's, he, he, he's, he's going to upgrade Orville. He's upgrading. Yeah, or- Orville's getting some bigger engines. I think they're going to talk to Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> uh, more lift power. I mean, Orville might have en- might end up uh, visiting <laughs> Venus before long. It's like the Orville rocket. Yeah. Whoa. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a taxidermied cat. So that's your final thought for the day. How much do you really love yourself? Yeah. <laughs> would you donate your science to art or would you donate your body to art or science after you're dead i'm I'm going science more so than art because i don't yeah. want to be a helicopter yeah. <laughs> they said it could be anything so i became a helicopter that's right <laughs> all right that about wraps it up here today for the caffeination 532 game on thank you very much and hopefully you had a wonderful time thanks stay caffeinated people <laughs>